Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. Today, I will be chatting with Dr. Carolyn Green about how nutrition can play a role in healing and recovery after brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion rehabilitation, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Twin Cities. They've greatly helped me and many others throughout the country. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today, my guest is Dr. Carolyn Dean. She is a brain health, diet, and nutrition expert, author of 365 Ways to Boost Your Brain Power, Tips, Exercise, Advice, and The Magnesium Miracle. Dr. Dean is a health pioneer with over 30 years of experience with brain health, diet, rehab, and nutrition issues. She's authored 30 books, including Atrial Fibulation, Remineralize Your Heart, The Yeast Connection, Future Health Now Encyclopedia, Hormone Balance, and many others. Radio, TV, and magazine interview interview her regularly, including ABC's The View, NBC, and CBS. Know the Cause with host Doug Kaufman, Your Health with Dr. Becker, The Women's Connection with Barry Switzen, Weekend Today in New York WNBC with Dr. Ian Smith, Health Matters with Christine Crosby, and Global TV, just to name a few. She's on the Medical Advisory Board for the National Magnesium Association. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dean. I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, thank you, Amy. Good to be here. And uh such an important topic. I was going to ask you first, Amy, the the uh, focus on head injuries with football players, has that brought more attention to this whole problem? You know, I think it has in general. I think, you know, the movie Concussion with Will Smith about Dr. Bennett Omalu and mm-hmm. the work that they're doing, I think that has shed extra light on concussion and brain injury. And, you know, different people have different opinions on the NFL, but I think no matter how you look at it, it's been a good thing that it has actually shed some light on this invisible injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. So, Dr. Dean, I'd love for you to start with sharing your background and how, you know, you came to work in nutrition and, um, you know, maybe even how you've come to help people with brain injury. 
Well, I was interested in nutritional medicine before I went to medical school. I it was almost by accident. I was in biology and some of my classmates were in pre-med and when they got accepted into medicine, they said, "Well, why aren't you in going into medicine?" Because I guess even back then I was always talking about health and exercise and lifestyle and making my own yogurt. So I just marched over to the dean of medicine's office, signed up, and and was in med school the next year because I I just happened to have all the prerequisites. So I've always been interested in nutrition. I um, I became interested in magnesium when um, from Halifax, Nova Scotia to Toronto, and then to New York. In New York, I I um, was working with uh, AIDS and chronic fatigue patients way back in the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. And and then I got involved with writing, and Random House asked me to write a book on magnesium. And through my study of magnesium, I found that people with traumatic brain injury, uh, they have reduced levels of magnesium caused by the trauma and if magnesium can be given uh, as soon as possible after the trauma, there is less brain injury. And to me, that that really was incredible that one simple mineral could cause a, a decrease in brain injury and help people recover from, from physical trauma, but also... Um, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. People get a type of brain injury from stress. They're, you know, the fogginess, the, the anxiety, the lack of focus, even eye problems in people with PTSD. So I kind of expand um, TBI over to PTSD as well. Yes, because, you know, most definitely many of us do have PTSD, you know, with our brain injury. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, why magnesium? Like what I myself do, I take a supplement of magnesium and I've noticed dramatic like if I start getting headachey um I Mm. if I remember I will go take my magnesium and it really it typically helps a lot with you know preventing it from getting worse and I know magnesium is good for you know a variety of things so what is it about magnesium um that that's so you know that, that 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 helps with so many things right well it's mainly because it's actually necessary for the activation and function of from 700 to 800 enzyme systems in the body. That's metabolic processes. So it's catalyzing most of the chemical reactions in the body. It synthesizes proteins, stabilizes RNA and DNA, transmits nerve signals, relaxes muscles, whereas calcium contracts muscles, and it also produces and transports energy called ATP. And and I then at the end of that, I joke and say, and your doctor thinks it's just a laxative. So what it's doing for the brain in transmitting nerve signals properly, if there's some 
brain nerve irritation and there's not enough magnesium to calm that down, apparently calcium starts entering nerve cells in too high amounts and leads to this constant firing of the nerves. Same thing with muscles. If there's not enough magnesium to open and enclose the calcium ion channels, too much calcium gets into muscles and they start firing and you start twitching or you start getting headaches and as the muscles contract with too much calcium. So for someone with, well, any sort of injury where the nerves and muscles are damaged, you really need that magnesium to kind of shut off the calcium influx because calcium just causes more nerve firing and more muscle firing that can lead to to um, actually cell death from so much activity in the cells. And, you know, what what ways can a person get cal- um, magnesium? I mean, obviously uh, a good quality supplement, um, but are there other foods that you would recommend or other ways of getting magnesium? Well, I know you talk about how nutrition can help uh, your healing and rehab from from brain in- injury. And I would love to think that just eating a good diet would be enough, Amy. But what I've learned over the years is that um, the soils have been kind of farmed out of uh, their their minerals, especially magnesium. A hundred years ago, we could get about 500 milligrams of magnesium in a decent diet, and now we're lucky to get 200. And I think about 600 milligrams of magnesium is necessary. The RDA, um, the government RDA recommended dietary allowance is set very low. And even at that, this low setting of about 350 to 400 milligrams of magnesium, less than um, 20% of the population gets that amount of magnesium. So 80% of the population is not getting the very low RDA. So I I say at least 80% of the population is probably deficient in magnesium. And wow. that's with eating eating the diet that we're eating. And we know these values. You go into a lab and, and you get, um, usually it's just a serum magnesium test. Now, there's a real problem with that test because um, the serum magnesium has a very tight range. Uh, the heart, as a big muscle, absolutely requires magnesium. In fact, the highest amount of magnesium in the body is in the heart. The heart needs the magnesium for the nerve activity of the heart. You know what the uh, the heart rhythm is an electrical rhythm. It's measured by electrocardiogram, and the heart rhythm needs the electrolytes of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. However, because magnesium is so vital for the heart, uh, that tight range of magnesium in the serum always kind of stays um, looking normal because 
If it goes a little bit low, the feedback mechanisms in the body pull magnesium out of the muscles and the bone and make the blood look good. So what's happened over time is doctors say, well, you know, serum magnesium always looks the same, so we we won't even bother measuring it anymore. So it's not on an electrolyte panel. Just think back the last time you got your electrolytes done. There's no magnesium. And what that means is people are suffering magnesium deficiency symptoms such as headaches, muscle twitching, you know, your eyelid twitches, uh, you can uh, just swallowing something, you can kind of choke so your throat can go into a spasm, any sort of muscle twitches, pain or spasm in any part of your body, um, even acid reflux can be magnesium deficiency, anxiety, high blood pressure because your smooth muscles of your blood vessels get tight without enough magnesium. So you're sitting in front of the doctor with high blood pressure, your muscles are twitching, you have a headache, you don't sleep well, you're irritable, and they look at your serum magnesium test and say, oh, you're, that's normal, it's not your magnesium. And then you start to be given drugs for all your magnesium deficiency symptoms. And I know you started off by asking, well, where can we get magnesium I'm saying we can't get it in our food very easily at all. I mean, it may be in seaweed. Who's going to eat enough seaweed to get magnesium? <laughs> it can be in in very dark chocolate, like the real bitter 88% uh, uh, cacao chocolate, but you have to watch out for the sugar in the chocolate. The leafy green vegetables, we'd love there to be magnesium, but actually, Amy, I've had a lot of instances where um, clients and customers will come to me and they'll be on their 40 ounces of green drink a day or they'll be on a raw diet and they'll say, well, you know, I have heart palpitations and these horrible Charlie horse leg cramps and restless legs, but I can't be magnesium deficient because I'm eating so many green vegetables. And lo and behold, they're magnesium deficient. They take a good magnesium supplement, and after a couple of days, they're better. So it's rampant. You know, I just want to back up a little bit to something you said earlier about the um – FDA regulation, or not the FDA, the, um, so the recommended RDA. daily, yeah, the mm-hmm. recommended daily allotment, um, it's very low, <laughs> unlike everything. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, whether it's right. iron or yeah. calcium or, you know, whatever it is, vitamin E, it's very low on everything. Like our bodies need a lot more than what they're telling us we need. And the, the blood test, mm-hmm. You know, if you just go to your regular doctor and have a blood test done, the the normal range um, is mm-hmm. just, it, it's just a baseline. And if you fall in that normal range, they'll tell you you're normal, even though your normal might need more, right? So that's where I think right. it's so incredibly frustrating right. um, for people who well, are trying to get answers. Here's how we describe it, Amy. The lab testing, to create their normals, they just use the population that walks through the door. 
So if the 80% of the population is low magnesium, then they're just going to measure the 80% of the low magnesium people but act like their range is somehow normal. It's, it's normal for a sick population. And we don't have anyone telling us about optimum. Yeah. So the way the way I deal with the magnesium, there there is a slightly better test. It's called the magnesium RBC test. It measures the magnesium in red blood cells. And you can actually get a lot of blood testing now online without a doctor's prescription. So I refer people yeah. to requestatest.com. I don't have anything to do with them. I just think it's awesome that you can get your own testing. You can get a magnesium RBC test. The range there, it's it used to be 4.2 to 6.8, so that's a good range. But I tell people, look, stay up at the 80th percentile. Be up there at 6 or 6.5. But, you know, after a couple of years of the 4.2 to 6.8, now they've dropped it down to 3.8. So people are getting lower and lower, wow. the the average range. So now someone will be 3.8 and the doctor will still say, oh, you're fine, your magnesium is in range. And it's very frustrating. So people have to kind of study things on their own. They have to look at the common sense of things. If you... If you have a lot of these magnesium deficiency symptoms, and, and I've actually identified 100 factors that, that make you susceptible to magnesium uh, deficiency or, or are an indication of magnesium deficiency, it's, it's so common. And, and actually, it's so common to have these symptoms, people just think it's normal. And it's, it's so sad, like insomnia when when you have tight muscles and irritated nerves, it's hard to fall asleep. And also when your adrenal glands don't have enough magnesium, you can be firing out adrenaline and, you know, feel like you're jumpy. It's the type of person where a car backfires down the street and you just jump out of your skin. Well, that's magnesium deficiency. There having a slightly higher heart rate is too much adrenaline and yet doctors are trying to say well that's related to your heart you know you're it's an indication that you're going to have heart problems if your pulse is too high so doctors in medical school and I was in medical school and I know we did not get taught about nutrients it was there in our biochemistry like I said all these metabolic functions you know thousands of them um, are going on uh, and requiring the cofactors of vitamins and minerals so if you don't have those cofactors these processes don't work, and, and one of the main ones is producing energy. The ATP, energy of the body, requires six um, magnesium molecules, or I should say it this way, of the eight steps in the Krebs cycle to make energy, six of the eight steps require magnesium. And that's huge. That is an That's an incredible fact to know because... When you go to your doctor, I mean, 
you're you're injured, you're you have all this trauma and stress and you're fatigued. And the doctor says, Oh well, you know, maybe you're depressed. Instead of looking at the fatigue as a sign of magnesium deficiency, all of a sudden you're put on another med- medication because they're taking your fatigue as kind of the apathy of of being depressed. And how many people do you know, Amy, who had a traumatic brain injury and they've been told they're depressed and put on antidepressants? Yeah, many. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. I've had yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. podcasts specifically on that but you're so right you know I I feel like there's this definite disconnect between Mm. medical doctors and not all of them but you know between medical doctors and nutrition and like you said they'd, they'd much rather put you on a drug because your blood work looks fine than hey, maybe we need mm-hmm. to up your magnesium or whatever it is that, you know, we need to adjust with the blood. You know, mm-hmm. I feel very lucky um, when I finally found Dr. Schmo, who is a functional neurologist. Um, he mm-hmm. had me, he sent me out for lab work through like an independent lab where probably similar to what you're talking about with the online one, um, uh-huh. where, you know, they look at like 200 different things. It's not just that simple one that that your medical doctor does at the hospital, um, you know, and he had me on magnesium and I'm on um, turmeric and vitamin B and antioxidants. Mm-hmm. I'm on all sorts of really good things. And I feel so much better since being on these, mm-hmm. these supplements. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. And yes, unfortunately, there, there aren't that many doctors who, who will do that type of investigation? And and I I went through that with my um, my medical practice and then my consulting and now I I do have a dietary supplement company because uh, people are overwhelmed uh, when you have a brain injury your brain is just it's overwhelming you cannot cope you can't make choices or decisions and we we find that too in a population where people are given a lot of antibiotics and then they develop something called yeast overgrowth. And the yeast uh, toxins can make your brain seem fuzzy. So what I've done in my practice is try to educate people about yeast overgrowth and magnesium, of course, and just, you know, a few really basic things that people need as nutrients to get their brains working from either being um, toxified with yeast or the chemicals in the environment or medications or being injured. I mean, we, uh, in our population, our brains are very susceptible. If we don't have enough magnesium in our brains, the injuries are worse, the toxins are worse, the, you know, the MSGs and aspartanes. You all know that you have to avoid those things if you've had a brain injury. So uh, sometimes um, those toxins can injure a brain even though you haven't had trauma. We're all susceptible, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Dr. Dean, in your book, The Magnesium Miracle, um, mm. and then you have a host of other books as well that you're part of. Um, 
but in your book, do you, you lay out simple guidelines for people to follow and, and the importance of magnesium? Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. what someone can expect um, when reading your book. Right. Well, um, because it does so much, uh, the book ends up um, looking like an encyclopedia of health because uh, it, the, the magnesium is necessary in, in every organ in the body. So uh, the first uh, chapter is about the deficient conditions, anxiety, depression, and sleep. The next chapter, migraines, pain, and neuralgia. The next is central nervous system, stroke, head injury, brain surgery. The next one is about cholesterol and hypertension. Then one about magnesium and heart disease. The next, obesity, syndrome X, and diabetes. Chapter 9 is PMS, dysmenorrhea, menopause, and PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Chapter 10, Infertility, Pregnancy, Preeclampsia, Cerebral Palsy. Chapter 11, Osteoporosis, Arthritis, Kidney Stones, Kidney Disease. Next one, it's on Chronic Fatigue Syndrome and Fibromyalgia. Next one, Environmental Illness. Chapter 14, Asthma and Cystic Fibrosis. And 15 is Aging, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and Dementia. And those, I mean, how how much did I cover there? Just about every chronic disease right. and you know, things that people suffer from. And magnesium plays a role in all of them. And at the end of each chapter, I do give um, advice, you know, indications of what supplements to use. And I really do keep try to keep things down to just, a handful of things you see sometimes on websites or or books a doctor is trying it's like they're trying to show off and say oh well these 30 things can help you and your brain just can't handle that amount of information uh, you can't choose and again i i just say to people look i know um, you're overwhelmed Here's what I'd recommend. I remember years ago I, um, when I started my two-year online wellness program, I just set out in these two years, week by week, people would, would join and start to learn how to take care of their health. And people, after, actually it was after the 2008 um, economic crash, people said, I just don't have time to, to read. Just tell me what to do. And by that time, I was working with dietary supplements, and they were saying, just tell me what to take. And that's the state we're at. And yes. at, the, at the same time, you have this rise in the Internet of all the supplement companies, and there's probably about 60,000 supplements out there now. It's unbelievable. So people don't know what to choose anymore. And I just try to be a guidance for what to do with diet and lifestyle and with supplements so that people can overcome so many of their conditions. Well, and it's fabulous that there are people out there like you who are sharing all this knowledge. And um, so our listeners, they can find your book. I do have the link in the show notes. Um, So if anyone is interested, they can go to the show notes and find the link to your book on Amazon. 
Um, Dr. Dean, is there anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about or have we kind of covered it all? I know we could talk all day about this. (laughs) Well, our um, magnesium um, nonprofit site is nutritionalmagnesium.org. So people can go there and get a free ebook and information about magnesium. My site is drcarolindean.com, and I have a free newsletter, and I've I've got about 800 blogs out on online. And I say to people, just type in your question and my name, and chances are I've written about it. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, Dr. Dean, thank you. So- so very much for being here. This was just truly wonderful information. And um, if our listeners, you know, are interested, they can find your book on Amazon. And what was the website again? drcarolindean.com. Perfect. And so thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Dean. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge with our listeners. Thank you, Amy, and aloha. Oh, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show and that you got some great information from Dr. Dean. And just another thank you to our sponsor, Minnesota Functional Neurology, the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. And again, you can always visit facesoftbi.com to find previous podcasts and see other information about what we have going on. And as a reminder, too, the Brain Health Online Summit um, will be taking place in the month of March in conjunction with Brain Injury Awareness Month. And that is thebrainhealthonlinesummit.com. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. And I will see you all again next time. Have a great day, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.